what a treat it is to be here this morning and hear from some of your wonderful guests. They don't give us much time, and I'm going to have to speak fast, I guess, to cover a little bit and give you some time for questions. About half of you students here today are young women, and I hope you don't mind if I address some preliminary remarks primarily to those young women, because in less than one generation, conditions for women in the United States have changed dramatically. And as I reflect on how rapidly things have changed for women in this country, I can cite my own experiences, which you heard in my introduction. And if we look back uh, just to the last century, there weren't many opportunities open to women seeking careers in any field. Married women had no legal control over their property, their wages, or their children. Uh, women didn't have the right to vote or to practice medicine or law. And these laws weren't aberrations. They reflected widely held perceptions in those days that women lacked the capacity for leadership, whether within the community or her family. Now today, uh, you young women students will have not one but countless opportunities and different roads open to follow on your journey through life. And your challenges are not going to come so much in breaking new paths, as your mothers may have had to do, and as perhaps I have done, but in deciding which of the many paths now open to you, you should choose, and in knowing how you should travel along those paths. But all you students here today, male and female, will go on to obtain one or more university degrees. And you'll be able to pursue careers, to marry, to have families, or um, all of those. As a woman, combining a career and a family is not easy, but it certainly is possible. Now, how are you going to deal with these opportunities in your lives? Education is an important part of the answer, but don't think that your education takes place only during your time in high school or in college or in graduate school. As Peter Ustinov said, education is a process by which a person begins to learn how to learn, and you will be learning all your lives. You should take some comfort in that, because even though your problems may sometimes seem immense, you have time to learn to deal with them. But education is only part of the answer. Your values are another critical part. John Gardner expressed one of the points I want to make when he said, you have to build meaning into your life, and you build it through your commitments, whether through your religion, to an ethical order as you conceive it, to your life's work, to loved ones, or to your fellow humans. Each of us should become involved in the community in which we find ourselves. We can participate directly and fully as volunteer workers, as elected or appointed representatives in some community agency or institution, or simply as citizens working to persuade others to take needed action. And it is the individual who can and does make a difference, even in this increasingly populous, complex world of ours. If you take nothing else away from your experience this weekend, it ought to be that, because you are seeing a parade of individuals from all fields who have done absolutely remarkable things and who in their way have helped change society. 
Now, secondly, each of us must make it a habit to do our best. Whatever the task you're assigned, do it to the best of your ability, and God will take care of tomorrow. Presumably, many of you plan and hope to reach the point where you have interesting and important work to do, and you're paid as much or, better yet, more than you're worth for doing it. But if your career path is at all like mine, and who knows, uh, for one or more of you, it may well be, right down to the last detail, you won't be starting at the top of the ladder. After I graduated from law school, I started my own private practice, sharing a small office with another lawyer in a shopping center in Maryville, Arizona. Other people who had offices in the same shopping mall repaired televisions, cleaned clothes, or loaned money. It was not a high-rent district. I got walk-in business. People came to see me about grocery bills they couldn't collect, landlord-tenant problems, and other everyday matters not usually considered by the United States Supreme Court. But I always did the best with what I had. And when I applied to the Arizona Attorney General's office for work, they didn't have a place for me. I persisted, however, got a temporary job, and then quickly rose all the way to the bottom of the totem pole at the Attorney General's office. As was normal for a beginner, I got the least desirable assignment. But that was all right, because I managed to take away from these rather humble professional beginnings some valuable lessons. I learned, for example, that the habit of always doing the best I could with every task, no matter how unimportant it might seem at the time, uh, was what bred future success. As Abraham Lincoln once observed, I always prepared myself for the opportunity that I knew would come my way. Finally, it seems important to remember that we live in a free society and under a rule of law. Freedom means different things to different people, but most importantly, it means we have the right and the responsibility to discipline ourselves. Part of that inner discipline should be a lifelong effort to leave this world a little better than you found it on your arrival. I think we have time for a few questions.